So when we tried to do this yesterday, we sort of tried to work from self-love mm -hmm. into your art practice, but that sort of ended up talking about you and your experiences in this city and your experiences with like growing up yeah. and into an adult human. Mm -hmm. So I thought we could start from a different point and um, let's talk about Cece and how you explore Cece. that in your work. How, how do I explore CC itself? Yeah. So, like, myself within myself. Yeah. I, it's kind of a harder question, but I think it might be more interesting. It's like me, me, me myself, and I have Beyonce version, in a way. Sure. Nah. I feel like I... CC, I don't... I can't say it's a character, because I try to make it as more authentically me as possible. Um, I... I really try not to attempt to exaggerate myself in a way. Like, I would push stuff that I feel excited about in the moment, but I wouldn't push to make it better. I feel like that's the one thing. As labeling it as CC, it's just like I wanted to make it as authentic as possible. It's funny because I now use my full name as like my artist name. But then, like, before, I just was like, it's CC time. Because I was literally, I think it was a moment of standing out and focusing. Because, like, growing up, I, like, we're going back to growing up, I was never, never really had nicknames. Everyone just said Christian. Just Christian. And they didn't get the time. I was annoyed. One, because people thought I was a guy. Because it's such a, like, a male-dominant name. When it was, when gender fluidity was not, like, huge at the time. I was like, oh yeah, is this a boy's name? But then my mom's like, you know, you're anointed and you're unique. And then that, um, but I was still kind of bothered by it and I didn't understand why with the name. And I really wanted a nickname because people had nicknames that I was very jealous and that. And then I think and when I went to college, I wrote an email that was like, oh, you can call me Chris, which is the only person who calls me that right now is my grandmother. I think one other person does it, but my grandma only calls me Chris. And then, um, and then like, and I was like, oh, you can call me Cece, you can call me Dit, Peaches, you can call me anything like that. I just try to see, and everyone stuck with Cece. And then I was like, oh, I'll just say Cece all the time. Cece, you know, it's like, it feels more feminine in a way. But then I didn't put like C-E-C-E-C-I-C-I, -E -C -E -C -I. people now mis <laughs> mistaken themselves in that. And then this was like, oh, let me just use the initials. No. And I think at that time, it became like something that just kept going into the videos and when presenting myself in it. And then it's like this kind of showtime presence. It's really just like, this is Cece's presence here. Um, and then like, it's not like saying, like, I think now I'm going into the definition of like Cece time. It's like, uh, um, you're looking at me, but you don't need, uh, and you're probably judging me, but I don't care on this side. So no matter what, like I'm in doing what I like to enjoy. You don't need to judge me. Like, uh, no matter how much you judge me, no matter how much you look at me, 
it can be even like two seconds. You still had me in a moment. That was like kind of the attitude that was put in place in there. Mm. So. It's interesting that you then sort of using a, using a medium that is inherently kind of inauthentic mm-hmm. in some ways and like often has, you know, I think a lot of uh, awareness around um, like online identities and yeah. the camera and uh, performance and so on and so forth is how it can like distort and remove agency from yeah. the individual and kind of like rob, yeah. rob their image and I guess I suppose it like is is part of this practice to take back yeah that image yeah it's like how Mac kind of now it's gone mainstream it's like how Max Wayne Waters says I'm reclaiming my time I'm like I'm claiming your moment in time of putting myself in front of your eyes in a way and and I feel like having that moment grasping that kind of gaze in the moment that you're kind of looking at something. It, it depends on the viewer itself of how they want to use it. And I, I just hope it's just like a moment in time that they just have like a moment to um, just see me in the once, notice me for once. I guess that's, <clears throat> that's a really sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like a, a really current, current thing at the moment, I suppose, with like, I noticed within the work you did at Tramway that you use this, um, there's, a, there's a lot of background from a kind of wider world that maybe like spills in in really like subtle ways, mm-hmm. but kind of sort of, you know, you're not completely cut off in, in your performances in that way. No. And I think that that practice of trying to take agency over your own image and over yourself kind of speaks to, uh, you know, maybe speaks to a wider debate around how our information and information in general is distributed and Mm -hmm. misused and uh, misappropriated. Yeah. So I feel, I guess the idea of being kind of misused and misappropriated, I think, uh, I'm so blanked on this. It's, I, well, because I haven't seen anyone else that kind of use me in a way. Because it feels like it's it's not a wall or a barrier, but it's like, I can't touch this. It's like, if I kind of change this, it kind of breaks her character. As in your character? Yeah, my, yeah. my, my personal character, not like an acting character. In a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose that's a really good, a really good point. And it's, it's like by sort of shaping it, yourself it kind of make it it puts like a different kind of authorship on it yeah it's not you being authored through like a platform or whatever or, yeah definitely. or it's you authoring your own kind of becoming as a person yeah like i wouldn't say like it's i it feels like an autobiography at all times kind of writing down the story that i want to share but I really kind of wanted to just be like, this is what happened at this time. Because like people, when they write kind of autobiographies, sometimes they, I wouldn't say they embellish the stories. They try to be as clear as possible, but nothing is kind of concrete in it. Um, and I feel when I kind of record, it just is like, I, this is how I danced at the moment. This is how I enjoyed this kind of music at the moment. 
um, this is how I eat the chips. Um, I feel like sometimes I have a fear of exaggeration because of the insecurities that I have in front of the camera. It's like mm -hmm. the first time I kind of feel more like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't show this. I feel more insecure. But I feel like that is really rich in itself because it really shows, oh, this is one thing I feel defeated about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it functions like yeah maybe maybe it's more like an archive or mm -hmm. a, a document. Yeah. Or I, you know you. I feel like an autobiography is is always slightly disingenuous in some way yeah. and and like uh, has to do with painting yourself in the best light, whereas yeah. your work is more about painting yourself in a true light. Yeah, yeah, like. Tell, like, tell all books even. It's like, I'm gonna tell you everything that happened in this story or scenario. And it's definitely like one vision and it feels like they want that truth. But I, but like, you know how like in cartoons or shows they have like the two sides of the stories and it's like the one main story that's at the very end of who's right? It's like, I feel like it's always, it never is that because that moment in time was never really documented. Until now, everyone has felt cameras and film and recording everything. It's like what the truth really happened. Do you think it is though? Huh? Do you think it is though? With cameras? With, yeah, I, I guess just because you mentioned that thing of like yeah. everybody being able to document themselves and it showing the truth of the moment, but then yeah. that truth is always like really selective. It's really selective. I think, I think, I think the difference is, I think, it goes into like audience interpretation then. Okay. Completely. Like when once something is kind of recorded, it's like literally shown. Like, unlike, and this is like cell phones literally just putting it out there and then just sending it immediately instead of like recording it, cutting, editing. That then it's exaggerated. But I feel like when you kind of record it and then you just submit it, like, because I'm like a first taker and I just try to record it move it mm -hmm. forward and especially with the music pieces that I do it's all like just one take I was like I'm enjoying this song right now and I just send it and I only sync the songs into it's like that's how I felt in the moment right now whereas like someone kind of records um yeah it records like a like a prank video or like a reaction to it it's like this is how that person reacted at that moment and you can't change it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I, would, I mean, I always find the sort of like prank videos or videos of people like falling off stuff and stuff really like the most suspect because when yeah. you remove the actual event from the equation, if it didn't happen, yeah. then it's like, why were you filming then? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. like always a setup, but I mean, that's the whole Like thing. it's definitely a setup, but then like the person out on the other side, they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's like to take it back to this sort of um, one take thing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's something that's quite reflected in your performance work as well, right? Because it's, you know, you, you create a scenario, but within that, it seems like everything's very improvised. And also, yeah. whenever you involve an audience in any way, you really mm -hmm. don't have any control over I what can happen. I have no control what's... It feels like I have no control whatsoever in terms of performances. I think the performances I've been doing recently, I, I just make sure I have a structure inside to guide through time. Um, 
because I feel like sometimes like things can drag on, but like I just wanted to make sure that it kind of just flows. And then I kind of really rely on people and I rely on um, sounds. Like I'm like, ah, what do I do? And then see what I can expand with it to make something really interesting and grow about certain topics. I think the recent performance I did like with Romantic Crash, I had a theme in front of me and they were like, oh, you should do like a wedding. No one else did weddings, even though it was a wedding theme event. <laughs> Calling all out on that. <laughs> People told me, audience members told me that too. Um, that uh, I, like, I was like, oh, I should apply this. I should apply of like, what do I think about all the time? I'm desperately single. People hit me up. Um, the, uh, and I felt like that could be interesting that I could ramble on, that I can rant. The things that, it's like constant insecurities that I have. And that was easier to kind of just expand on and see like, what, how do you feel when you're single? Kind of asking those kind of things. And then someone says like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, why do you not know? What, do you have a boyfriend or something? So like that can, it intertwines. And then they like, they feel engaged with it. They don't know what to do with themselves because they're kind of closed off. But then it's like easing them out. Yeah. So depending on, it's, it's all about energy sometimes. It's literally like, I, like I feel like a lot of performers have this problem. It's like when they want to interact with the audience, they, ha they have to find, they either pick the friend that they know that they feel comfortable with or they find someone they're like, Oh, I think he can be fun to work with. Okay. Taking a chance. I think what's yeah, what I noticed in like for example the performance you did at, at Modern Institute or something like that mm -hmm. is like you know you because you're sort of creating the performance on the fly and stuff. Mm -hmm. You kind of create this. You you sort of end up having like a bit of a vulnerability because you're feeling out the space and you're feeling out the audience. Yeah. And, and like, I really liked those bits where you're just going, what do I talk about? What do I talk about? And then you're just playing yeah. with that sentence until your, your head catches up or you're talking yeah, to the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I think that kind of creates a really interesting space of like shared vulnerability because yeah, yeah. the audience are like, if we don't say anything, yeah. this isn't going to work. That, and like, she's put herself out there. Yeah, that, audi that was hard, <laughs> that performance, because um, who was like, oh, thank you very much. They were working on pasta for that for a meal and it's like part of the event and I was getting text messages from them they were like we're not ready yet we need more time stall that was really? what's happening because I had my phone out at that performance I just did I was like are you ready yet I don't know what to do right now I feel like I just went over and then like and I, and I knew that I was just like listening to music and dancing and I was just like eh, eh. and like I had like a few people that I knew around me but I was like I've used them before they're like kind of like playing cards it's like you used that card already and <laughs> and going into like some people out and like modern institute is like a very intimidating intimidating audience it literally yeah, it's sure. a certain aesthetic that i felt like i didn't fit in but it was fun to dive into and like and i was surprised how much it worked because that room was cramped that night and mm. it was raining hard and it's like all that stuff so um i kind of like kind of carried it through from there uh, it, it was like all by chance and timing and who was at certain spots certain spots because I think some people were definitely into it and they wanted to dive in but they but it was so cramped 
<laughs> I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's really interesting to do something like that in that setting where, I, like, the Modern Institute as an organisation, to some extent, like, relies on, on its own sort of po-facedness to be, like, the brand it needs to be, which yeah. is this, like, high art gallery that's very serious and you buy real art from there and, and mm. so on and so yeah. forth. And, like, to well, have something like that that kind of really underlines yeah. that is... You had people like Dougie Fields and Solowit, which is, like, this certain aesthetic and niche that they have to sustain at all times. But then when you kind of introduce something that is completely, like, that is really unexpected for them to be willing to take chances with. I felt like that was really admirable, honorable, <laughs> fun. <laughs> I, I also wonder how much they knew they were taking a chance on it at the time. Yeah, I think no one knew me before. I think, who is it? Someone told me that the head, Toby, really liked me. We never really met though. But I was like, oh yeah, he enjoyed what you did. Okay. I was like, thanks. So. Um, and I was performing five hours that day. It was mm. like a straight, like, hosting kind of vibe. And that, and that was really relying on all the performers who were going. Yeah, yeah. You were sort of overseeing proceedings. Yeah, but. it ended up being kind of like a theme of, like, this is a ringleader trying to handle its circuits of performers, um, in a way. But then that's kind, of, that's kind of interesting, again, that you're sort of you're doing a performance in the context where you're not really a performer, you're just asked to sort of be yourself for five yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. But, but publicly and in an entertaining way. Yeah, it, it's literally like, I kind of went back to like, what would the girl in the umbrella in her house singing Mary Poppins would do in a situation? That's a long like acronym if I did that. Um, trying to kind of see what, what audience were feeling at the time how much how much energy you have at the moment coming into like this thing i realized how long it was i had to have a partner to help me out with some things and like boundaries and i wanted to get some performance to do some banter because i didn't want to just introduce people i didn't want to say their names mm. i wanted to like a I wanted like a flow of like oh my god i don't know who this is and then they'd be like i'm here i wanted them to be the ones to like stand out you didn't need someone to bring you in i guess this comes back to like this thing about you know perf performing yourself and being yourself and wanting to be authentic and stuff mm -hmm. again like in that situation yeah to a certain to a certain extent you you almost could have just been somebody who just walked in off the street and was like i'm taking control of this exactly <laughs> whether you like it or not i feel like and, that's so much fun and it yeah it's sort of like it played a really uh, interesting or treaded a really interesting line between like is this really what's meant to be happening and am yeah. I in a performance or am I just talking to somebody and, yeah. and that kind of the politics of that interaction is pretty it's mm -hmm. quite strange but it was it's really like, good. I, I, like I feel like street performers do it all the time like I was um, like even on Buchanan Street here you see people they just start singing when they set up and then they just, and then people gravitate to see what's going on. They don't notice like who they are. Who is it? Like the guy with the drums and the cats. He just sits there and oh, goes yeah. like that. And like people gravitate to see like what's going on there. And then, then they're like, oh wow, this is so cool. And it's just like that moment in time that people kind of pass by. 
Mm-hmm. I in New York City, you have the people who do Showtime every single day. It can annoy people. The sh- what, what is Showtime? Just for so like, I don't know either. So Showtime. Show, so if you're from New York, you know this. It's like Showtime. Showtime. There's like a group of beat boys, DJs, some performers, and they try to do these kind of cool tricks in the subway while people are commuting. I, okay, yeah. yeah, I've seen videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. And it's like me, it's I, like I would take the E train down the commute to school every day, and I get that every single day. And like, and people are in their headphones and they try to channel up, and then you can see people who are like, oh my god, this is so cool, this is like so New York tourist. Um, that, uh, but like, it's literally like, even though they want money, they just want to perform, they just want someone to be noticed and seen at the time, and it's literally like no more than five minutes in each train so and i feel like that sense of engagement it's like no matter they don't care who's looking who's not it's just like they just want to have that moment of space and enjoyment sometimes Mm -hmm. so like i admit that sometimes bothers me when i'm not in the mood but it literally but i thinking about that kind of motivation while applying it to your work it's really fun yeah, I guess you've got to you've got to respect the kind of mentality it, it takes to be like I'm going to do a, a sincere performance mm-hmm. to a public yeah. and not worry or question whether yeah. whether they're engaged or whether they're interested. Yeah, it's I think that's the tough thing about like the artists because everything you search for the you search not you want the validation of good work but you need to know that you're just good in general and you're enjoying yourself in the process mm-hmm. like forget everyone around you mm-hmm. and just keep going i think that that is that is my personal struggle right now because i feel like when you're putting yourself on the map you really just search for the validation to make sure everything is going smoothly and then when not and but then when i don't have to do that at that time i can just fully enjoy the moment that i have working yeah. making sounds clearing clearing my head <laughs> stuff like that yeah i guess this yeah i mean a lot of this goes back to what we talked about last time is how how a lot of your performances is you not performing to me or like an audience but mm-hmm. performing performing for yourself performing for yeah. the love of like being yourself yeah and being like happy in, in, in a moment and then documenting that. Mm-hmm. I, like I really, I enjoy, I enjoy my personal soul and energy that kind of comes out like things, it's like a, a endorphins that come out of your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how people have sex and they just want to have something that feels so amazing. I feel like I figured out for that from myself through music, through dance, through things that I could just feel like, oh, something's coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, came out really sexual. But, like, <laughs> in the context of art. So. In the context of art, I'm thinking, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, that, but something of that sort. Because I feel like that's um, what people want when they push for a performance. They want, they want they want that element of like I can feel what this person is trying to come out of. Yeah, like a catharsis. Of yeah, a catharsis of something. So, 
I think that's something. I mean, I think that's something that's like re- that's really central to art making mm-hmm. in general. I yeah. Mean, the way when I'm in my studio, the way in which I judge whether something is worth working on or not is like whether I get that same like yeah when I look at it and I go oh cool yes and exactly you know I start asking all the hard questions later yeah. I, uh, about whether you know is it conceptually interesting is it like yeah. aesthetically good if I have that initial reaction yeah like I like when I listen to like I'm a, I love classical music when I listen to like crescendos and they literally try to rise everything up everything up it's like that you know people are like trying to get it out of themselves and literally draw and it's like that and then that that's where you can see like the drive going and I literally try to search that every time I try to film myself or enjoy myself or like I'm like oh here's a moment I think lately I just been starting to run in the streets like every minute I have like I just keep running because it just was like I have all this energy I just need to get this out and I just need I just need to run somehow and that and and it feels and it and it feels like a sense of being free and independent in a way. So Yeah, totally. Yeah. I get, yeah, I mean, in some ways I sort of don't really know how to follow that. It's such a like beautiful way to put like I don't know. I mean, I think that's a really Yeah, I think I, that seems like a really important thing to put across in an art practice is like how is how to sort of drop the bullshit and Yeah and sort of, and enjoy creativity in of itself yeah which yeah is i think a really important thing to do even if you want to be like a super esoteric like conceptual artist yeah i feel i feel like the conceptual i feel like when you it's funny because i think about like how conceptual is my work from just being like this is just me enjoying myself people bring in the conceptual and like analyze it in a way and then I literally kind of look at it and I just feel like this is what I like this is what I enjoy this is what I'm attracted to and I just put it in and I'm just like this is feels like this feels like I think make something to make it special for myself whereas like you want it when people talk about specific things that they're invested in but I don't see them. It's definitely there's. I I don't even if some if caring is if. Uh, uh, sorry, my words are like tongue tied. Um, <laughs> like even if you're like showing kind of a subject of political manner in a way. But I don't see your drive through it, in dedication. Even if I read like a text and I don't see like. So why did you want to put this in there? Why do you, where does this relate for your past? Where does this relate? How did you get entwined with it? I want to see that mm-hmm. in work. I want to see that in photography, in, that, in a way. I mean, I guess I wonder if like, it's an, it's an interesting point because I, I often wonder if the, I, I often wonder this myself, which is kind of maybe the point you're sort of driving at, is like, I think to assign conceptual value to things is more, is often more of an anxiety of art discourse than art itself. Like, I think a lot of, you know, I wonder if a lot of art is, is really, you know, it just exists in of itself because it just exists and it doesn't really require much more, but it's 
people feel like they have to bring. I feel this. like when it comes to who is it? I was watching comedians and coffee the other day, and Jerry Seinfeld talked about this with art with some comedian. He said, "Artists who make something out of thin air is art to me." And I was like, and I was like, that's interesting. It's like, what? like <laughs> it's a funny thing. I I guess I guess what he was going at is like if it. Like, it's like if they find, it's like if they, it's like an expression thing. It's like expressionists, like expressionist artists in the, like what, the late 1900s and stuff like that. Literally taking things from like what they are in their mind. He finds that art instead of like recording stuff. And I record a lot, but I feel like if you take something that is literally kind of your mind and your process that is literally invested and you're really putting the energy and expression to it, I feel like that. I feel like you, you want, you're creating it for your world, you're creating it from your body, you're creating from yourself no matter what. I feel like when you're kind of, um, we're documenting things in a way. Um, documenting it that doesn't apply to your process, I feel like that comes off as like forced conceptual mm -hmm. conceptualism in a way. Mm -hmm. So, and and I don't because I don't see what your concept is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess in in the sort of because your work has this like innate intuitiveness yeah. that you know it becomes hard to read that can that conceptualness or, yeah. and it really sort of isn't really relevant anymore mm -hmm. you know maybe when you're like 45 you can look back at like a body of like 10 years of it and be mm -hmm. like we can conceptually analyze this yeah, now yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but what's interesting about it currently is that it is the kind of immediate expression of of a kind of impulse that exists inside of mm -hmm. you yeah, I think I think the impulse. I think also process is. I re I realize how much I really value my printmaking and silk screening and lithography in the practice, because literally it was like that handsy therapeutic work of like I'm building this, I'm creating this, and it literally applied to my videos of like I see this layer, I see this. It became that that became such a giant value in the making of kind of the structure of videos, the structure of my performances. Cause it literally, it felt like this is the rhythm I have and this is how I can kind of build a storyline or a base or like a structure format to uh, create a flow that someone can see that is completely like, this is not, this is not my groove. But I feel like I can either join in mm -hmm. or just be a wallflower, which I don't like, um, on the side and just appreciate. So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess now, in I suppose you're you're constructing an i an identity in, in real time mm -hmm. for your, for yourself. To yeah. Kind of as a way of like I suppose art functions in quite yeah. a way where you can use it to take like a third person perspective on things that are very yeah. close to you. My identity is a personal groove. Like I want, I want that groove to stay, that this is like literally the rhythm that I walk through life. Um, 
most of the time. And everyone has a personal groove. You see how people walk, people kind of mimic those walks. And you're like, they're like, oh, that person has a walk. He, looks, he probably looks really cool. But like, I feel like when you kind of copy that, you're just like not having, you, it's either you don't like yourself or you don't want to work around what you have. And I feel like that, I feel like if people apply like their personal groove, making sure that they like their interests, they stay invested in their interests and show their interests with that. They're like, that's what, that, your personal groove is your identity. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you present it. And it's actually very exposable too. When you see people, how they walk and you see how people that they make their sounds and they laugh, literally it's like, um, that kind of, it, it, it's like, that's, that's where the personality, that's kind of like their character mm -hmm. in a way. Like the sort of the kernel in the middle yeah. that branches out and yeah. creates everything else. Yeah. Those moments, it's like, that's where the nucleus is popping it out. You don't see the branch inside, mm -hmm. like the atom or something. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I, yeah, I suppose you're in like a process of consciously constructing that or altering it or amending it or working on it and building it. I wouldn't say me like editing it or amending it. I feel like it just is like, oh, this is an element. I need to keep keep it in a way. Because I feel like people don't change. People only change the outside, right? In the cheesy way. You only, you, don't change, you only change the outside, not the inside kind of thing. Like that inside is literally kind of like, this is what it is. And then what you're attracted to, it adds to it. That's the only thing that kind of edits inside there. When you're trying to change that, it kind of throws your body off of mm -hmm. it. So. I mean, maybe this is a good time then to talk about the self-love thing yeah. because that's, it sounds like that's what you're talking about more, right? I suppose like, yeah, yeah this idea of like editing or changing yourself is, is sort of, um, has has it has an element of like self-loathing to it yeah, to some extent whereas edit is like one of my lead it's the it's a necessary evil word it's like i don't like editing i don't like changing things i don't like making it for the better but i like so like so say like editing a paper and changing it and it doesn't i'm like i wrote this already this is what the words i put in and it, has, and it has to sound proper. I get that in terms of like academia and structure. But then when someone else looks at it, I'm just like, it doesn't feel like, it feels like a team. It's not me anymore. And like, and like, I definitely get it in that sense of the process. But then like, when you're that kind of person, it's like, I want it to be my words only. My words are only, it's really like a, um, it's, I, I, I slowly understand it's become a confidence builder in that way. When it comes to editing videos, it's like, I, it feels like it's, I, I can see it visually. I think that's more me and I feel like, and I always feel like it's always adding something. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always adding something. Instead well, you of start with like something. a blank yeah. timeline and you only ever really put stuff in. Oh, definitely. I guess you can take stuff out if you like, but it's, yeah. it's more of a process of adding than it is of taking Yeah, out. Premiere Pro is like a legend because it just has like these like kind of colorful picture bars and I can look at it visually. Yeah, yeah. And then like, and it feels like even though I'm kind of editing it, it looks like I'm adding something in there. And I feel like when you're editing yourself, it's, I think check yourself is better. <laughs> it's like when you check yourself, like that it's not as if it's like am i doing the right thing it's like is this best for me mm -hmm. or it's like or it's like is this best for what you're presenting to people 
It's kind of asking those questions. Whereas editing yourself, you're kind of more depressed. Mm-hmm. So. And editing, I suppose, I suppose it really makes sense maybe for like, particularly your practice to resist an idea of editing because yeah. you're using these um, sort of, I guess, could we call them like social media uh, mediums or, or? Yeah, well, I've been going into more Instagram, pretty much mm -hmm. as many selfies as Kim Kardashian, so. But, but I mean, within those th those yeah. points of like, you know, now how if mm -hmm. you apply for a job, people go onto your like Facebook profile. Yeah. So, so your so your person become your pers your identity yeah. becomes a brand, and a brand has to be maintained, and was, and like yeah. the right things need to be presented. And I've been introducing myself into actually branding myself. <laughs> it felt like I was branding myself the entire time, but I'm like, wait, I actually have to put like, this is my name, this is like what my slogan is, this is what I should present myself as an artist, whereas before it was just like, oh, this is what I'm doing in my life, it literally kind of changes it. Like, what, like, who's it? My friend Lauren, she told me that with visas, when you're doing it, because I'm trying to stay in the UK, it's like, they actually look at like, everything that you did on social media and like stuff like that and I was like wait they actually look at that and like and I was like wow my mom was right like 10 years ago it's like don't put photos that people want to see in terms of job applications and stuff like that and it's like come on no so and it kind of brought my social media down in a way that literally is like oh this is a picture of me in some city it doesn't it's not even like moments of time uh, anymore so like in a way it's really really sad and I think and I think and now like with social media and kind of using it you're just trying to make sure you perceive your personality and your and like your taste like everyone sees like your taste level mm -hmm. in like Instagram I don't use Twitter because I can't my words are I don't feel like my words are clear sometimes so, if I put it there, I feel like someone would misread it at all times. So. Yeah, I mean, writing is a very specific. It's very specific thing. language. Um, that I really like Instagram because it, you can be so vague on Instagram. Exactly. You know, you can give a lot of information if you want, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to sort of like create an advert for Instagram here, but. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I think you know, images versus. Um, Your thoughts are so colorful. I'm sorry. How do you like them? Yeah. They're made by this like really good skate company that make oh, really comfortable socks. That's so dope. No, it's, sorry, I got this. They're expensive, it. but trust me, it's worth it. How much? Like fifteen quid each. Fifteen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? How much do you spend on socks? <laughs> do you We're do not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think investing in the essentials is important. I don't wear socks. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> Well, recently I have. I, I'm not that nasty, but it's just like, uh, it's not, I, I lose socks all the time. It's like one of those pieces of clothing that just is gone. But, no, going back to the topic, um, yeah, oh, yeah, so. the, the social media stuff, I think it's literally like, I agree with like what you were saying with Instagram. Um, the, I feel like it's a visual language and Twitter has like a written language and I don't, and I'm not, and I, I would say I'm an audio, you could, I think social media now you could tell who's like a visual learner and who's like a, like a audio learner and like a read a 
like read readable learner. So, and I can't and Twitter. It's like I feel like I misinterpret everyone. It's like because I have a different mindset of mm. like tone. I want to hear the tone of each of the written things. Like, yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah. gone in Twitter. Yeah, I mean that's a dangerous thing about putting any kind of writing on the internet, isn't it? It's, if you miss a comma, you can end up in real trouble. No, yeah, I think the last thing I think I posted something on Instagram where I had like it said, and I questioned everything I written that day. I was like, I think LeBron James is hot. I didn't hear him talk at all, but I think he's hot. And then it just was like, why did I write that <laughs> in that way? <laughs> and like, and I think at the time it was just like, oh, he's like a really cool person, but. You talk it in a language that is like fitting of your peers. Mm -hmm. So, but I think yeah. I mean, if you bring it back to images or like visual culture, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of like expressing yourself or like ex trying to sort of um, yeah work on work on this self love thing, it's a much you know. I think it's a much more fitting way to do it, right? Because. Yeah. Because you can be vague, and being vague also means you don't have to explain things, mm -hmm. and you don't have to, and by extension, you don't have to excuse yourself. Yeah. Or be like, oh no no, I meant this because you know, it you don't you don't mean anything. You sort of mean everything and mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah, this this age and time of all these cultures is just so. There's so many. It's like cultures within cultures and cultures, and I guess I I wouldn't say I'm making my own culture. I'm just kind of identifying, because I, I label myself as like a black woman, black woman, black American woman, and like kind of try to show that that's who I am. This is who I look like. Um, but then at the same time, it's just like these are the things I'm interested in. I I go into that layer instead of just purely like on the surface. On the surface of my identity so I, it's like how it's like jello it's like you touch it but then I want people to just push down more <laughs> I love that that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> no I mean yeah. I think I think that is like yeah you know that's a really kind of I think that kind of it, it, strangely enough, it like really gets strange. to the heart of it's what's really like, kind of. It kind of like it definitely can poke through, but it does bounce back. Yeah. So. But I think that yeah, I think that really kind of gets to the heart of what's um, compelling about about your work is that it's you know it, even even though it uses these kind of like superficial mediums like video and performance that are very sort of you know governed by your body and your appearance yeah. it it actually sort of manages to undermine yeah. that a bit and talk talk about what yeah is I, beyond that i feel like video and performance have an openness of experimentation which i think everyone's literally diving into and recognizing it's like this it's this weird form of freedom that I feel like, I wouldn't say, like, I feel like I have control, or I feel like I can really get, invest myself in, compared to other mediums, mm. um, than, like, what, I, what I've done before, like, 
like graphic design, it feels like you have a client, you rely on a client. Even if you design your own stuff, you're kind of satisfying the public. It's like, um, or like, and I find them like perfectionists. So it's like they, it's a different, like I'm, you're satisfying the public where I feel like when it comes to video performances, you have the opportunity to satisfy just yourself in it. And then people are like, oh, this is what she likes. Mm -hmm. So. And I guess the, the, the sort of availability to the, the means required to make like either a video or a performance are so, um, I mean, they're not available to everybody, but they're very widely available. And, you know, once you have that equipment, you, you're not, mm -hmm. you know, you can just keep making videos for as long as you like. And it yeah. becomes something where, you, you know, you don't have any of the kind of, that kind of pressure. You can just be like, I feel like making another video. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I made definitely. another video and then yeah so it becomes more about what you enjoy yeah definitely and I think it becomes much more sincere for that no I feel like you I feel more happy with it I just feel happy doing it I feel very excited doing it I feel like I can bring my drive and my everything that I love into something together it's like baking a cake Really Which like kind it. of cake? Red velvet, obviously. <laughs> Let's send it there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>